Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, Tyler, I'm chilling like a villain on some cheap penicillin. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Good to hear. So, Mike, what are we talking about this week? Well, we are talking about the long-awaited Zombieland 2. It took them 10 years for us to get a sequel, and did it pay off? I guess you're going to find out. Yeah, I'm surprised it took 10 years, but it did finally happen. And I think another great thing about the sequel is they brought back the original cast. Every single one. Which, kind of surprised, but it wouldn't have worked if it didn't. Very true. Alright, so Zombieland 2 takes place, funny enough, years after the first movie. Following the main characters, Tallahassee, Columbus, Wichita, and Little Rock. As they continue to be a family this entire time. And they go to the White House to survive in style. But all of a sudden, their whole little happy house falls apart when Little Rock feels kind of out because she's now 18 or something like that. I don't know. But she's she's older now, and there's no one else her age. Wichita gets sketched out because Columbus proposes to her. Spoiler. So her and Little Rock leave to go on their own adventure. They come back, and this is the story in a nutshell. Yeah, that's about it in a nutshell. And I like how there was, I guess one of the standout things for me was they did bring a lot of things over from the first movie. So the introduction scene where they invade the White House, slow motion action scene, a lot like the introduction to the first movie where we learned about the zombie apocalypse. Um, I brought back Metallica as well because yes. metallica played for whom the bells told for it was the first zombie land intro for this one it was master of puppets and i thought it was a nice touch they're still rocking out with metallica yeah uh and then also just uh they brought over the rules again uh there is a gay uh, a big joke in the movie where you know rules versus commandments and it just goes on and on the twinkies while not mentioned as much I did notice on the hood of the beast, there was a Twinkie toy. So there there are Easter eggs all around the movie, and it does help connect it to the first movie pretty well. And I feel like the chemistry between the main cast was just as good as it was in the first movie. They didn't really lose a step in the uh, acting or the writing. In fact, I think it actually worked out better because we saw more character development. Yeah, especially for uh, everyone but Little Rock. Uh, Little yeah, Rock in this movie is more of a plot device, kind of. Yeah, she's not really seen as much. Yeah. But she does get the plot going, and the character development you see is with the with, with everyone else. Yeah. Which I was fine. I was fine with, because they were the three more interesting characters. That's true. Well, maybe Little Rock would have been more interesting if uh, we got to see her some more. Yeah, but then we would have to see more of uh, Mr. Berkeley. Yeah, no, that, that kid was ooh, a tool yeah. bag and a half. Mm. But I think that was the point. So, let's see. So far, old cast is good. Throwbacks are good. Mike, what do you think of the new characters? We got Madison. We got 
Albuquerque, Flagstaff, uh, Nevada. There's quite well, a few cast of characters they brought in. Yes. So I thought the whole Flagstaff and Albuquerque thing was very well played. It was pretty funny because basically they're a carbon copy of Tallahassee and Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Same exact people. And Albuquerque is played by Luke Wilson. Good to see him in a movie again since I don't know. I don't think I've seen him in a movie. <sighs> Jesus, I don't, I don't even know how long. The last thing I saw him was the Colgate commercial. Um, Madison was okay. I thought she was funny at times. I kind of wish they killed her off because it would have just worked out better. She served her first purpose like in the first half, and then it would have been completely fine if she never came back. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have anything to bring to the table of importance towards the last half of the movie. Basically, overall, had yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I feel like it would have been okay if he, Columbus killed her. I, I will say, though, she did have a purpose initially. In oh, that yes. When, uh, when Wichita came back and Wichita gets upset that he moved on, which is what you're supposed to, her, the way she acted allowed Columbus to, I think, rightfully show that he's right. You know, oh, you yeah. didn't try to you know, shoot me and steal my car first time you met me. And... I thought that was a good role reversal because usually in comedies it's like the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, or you know, debating on what to do. But like, he, he like, you see the conflict. He wants to be with Wichita, Wichita, but he doesn't yeah. feel bad and does not apologize for what he did. Yeah, because he proposed to her and she left the next day. Yeah, like you had a couple year relationship and that just happened. What do you expect him to do? And it's been a month since then, so you can't blame him for that. Um, yeah. And the more I think about it, I actually think you're right. They should have just killed her off because that scene afterward where they, the rest comfort him, that is that would have been some good character development. It would have been. Which is gone when you see her show up. And then you're also right in that for the final, uh, the climactic ending, it's like she doesn't do much at all. No, except for drop some stuff off the roof. That could have Which, been anybody. Anybody else. else with her yeah. Uh yeah, I, I like the uh I like the Albuquerque and Flagstaff section. My only negative to that is that I felt it could have been a little longer. Like if they died on the way to Sanctuary, that would have been fine. But just to no, like but I they kinda, show up kind of like how they also turned into the T eight hundreds. Because that's what they were infected by was the stronger zombies. Yeah. And like the you saw the transformation happen quick and they put up a really big fight. Oh, no. That fight scene I thought was good. I thought it was enjoyable. But if that happened maybe a little later on, that would have been fine. I would have liked more interaction with them with the main cast. I thought they really fit in well. But uh, speaking of the T-800s, for an, act- for an action comedy zombie movie, which is not a big genre, the writers actually developed this universe more with different type of zombies now. Yep. What did you think of those? I thought they were good. I enjoyed it because, like anything else, everything evolves. Yeah. And let's be real. Even in zombie video games, there are different types of zombies you run into. Yeah, they are. I I think they definitely took some some knowledge from that and based it off off of it. I like the idea of it, but one of the negatives I have for the movie is, besides the T-800, after the introduction scene of the new zombies, they don't really interact with them or reference them that often 
Uh, what do you mean? Like which zombies in particular? We never <laughs> saw the the ninja. We never the, saw the ninja ever. The ninja and the smart one never really see. You see the T eight hundred as an issue and a couple of homers. I feel the homers were uh, were seen enough. I just felt yeah, the ninja and the uh, smart one. I forget yeah, what the smart one was called. Often, oh Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. You, you didn't see a lot of Hawkins. Uh, we might so. have saw like one or two. Yeah, but you saw like three or four homers. There's multiple scenes with the D800s. So I just felt like if you're not going to use them that much in individual scenes and have them stand out, you could have cut it out. True, but that could be for, you know, the trilogy movie, which comes out in another 10 years. Yeah, yeah, 2029. So yeah, overall, I enjoyed this movie. It was way better than expected. And I'm, look, yes, it's the guy that directed the first one, but it's also the guy that directed Venom last year. So he had a quick rebound, but... I'm but I don't excited. think Venom is bad. You know what? Let's just... Okay. I'm just not going to continue off there. Yeah, but, you know uh, like, Let me just take my pot shot and uh, walk away. Okay. Okay. It was still an enjoyable movie. But back to Zombieland 2. I'd highly recommend it. It lives up to the first one. It is a proper sequel in the comedy action horror world. And you don't really see it too often where the sequel is... It really lives up to the first one. Yeah, I mean, I'd also recommend it uh, since we're doing final recommendations. It's a yes for me. And honestly, you don't even need to see the first one. You'll enjoy it. But it, w- it would be better if you see the first one. But you can just walk into this and enjoy, have a good time. And again, the only issues are minor. You know, could have killed off a character at some point, maybe use the zombies more. But otherwise, the jokes are there, the acting's there. And. Yeah, I guess we'll got to start the timer for uh, 10 years from now. Yep. Probably we'll have third uh, probably have Woody Harrelson in a wheelchair at that point, but sure. Yep, and uh, the next surprise cameo will be Matthew McConaughey. Should we talk about the post-credit scene? I was going to say for the post-credit. Oh, you're going to yeah. say that? We'll, we'll talk about it. So, uh, for the post-credit scene, uh, we got a fan favorite back. We got a little Bill Murray, but a Bill Murray... That knows how to kick ass because it's actually a prequel, like a prequel post credit scene as it shows a the zombie apocalypse just happening. And Bill Murray's got to fight his way out of a press event. That is not what I expected to see when I saw Zombieland 2. Nope, but it was something I was happy to see. It, it really makes me think that we need a Bill Murray spinoff movie. What, hap- what was Bill Murray doing? That entire time from when the apocalypse started till when Columbus killed him. I'd like to know, was he kicking ass like that every day? I feel like that's a movie we could all get behind. Well, he did have zombie makeup because that's how he goes out. So maybe the next post credit scene could be just a scene of him get it, putting the makeup on, going to a store, and trying to get stuff, maybe fight his way back or whatever. Like, Funny enough, for, the, for this series of movies, you can have a series of post credit scenes that have a different story. True, which is so weird, but for this movie, it works. So, if anyone has seen Zombieland, double tap. Which, if you haven't, go see it. But if you have, Mike, where can they let us know about it? Well, as always, you can send us an email to our email, which is entertainment expansion at outlook.com. Otherwise, comment on our last picture, send us a direct message on our Instagram which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion. But if you guys really want to check out something cool, check out our YouTube channel, which is 
also an entertainment expansion. We've got a whole bunch of videos that I think you're really going to like. We talk about movies, a couple oddball games here and there. Check it out. What do you got to lose? Yep, you can always check all those spots. And as of today, the Modern Warfare video just went up on YouTube, so you can watch that both on audio and video. But uh, yeah, this is a great movie, worth a watch. And please let us know what you think, or if you even haven't seen it, let us know what you thought of the first Zombieland. But that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.